This is Santia Deck, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports Geek to be joined today by Allie Reddick of Athlete Relations. Um, I'm so happy to talk to her. We talked to her last time and her advice was just so life-giving, man. So many people um, were able to, com- were, were talking about it and commenting and actually letting us know um, kind of how, you know, how impactful her words were. And I was geeked to, to get her back on the podcast today. You know about her story. If you don't, you can go back to that episode. But now I want to talk to her about so much other things that are, are happening in her life right now. And so many big things that are happening with her clients. Um, how are you doing today, Allie? Good. Excited to be here. Awesome. Allie, look, first off, congratulations on getting engaged. I'm, I'm, I'm geeked to hear that for you. Man, look, along with your personal life, um, your business is booming too. Can you talk to us about some of the things that are happening for you and your clients? Yeah, a lot of fun things. Obviously, the engagement last weekend was super, super fun. Um, actually, my clients were like some of the first people we like FaceTimed and got to let them know because they are fully involved in our relationship. So uh, <laughs> they were very stoked and very surprised. It was really fun. Um, but yeah, just, you know, working this new kind of normal I guess you would say in the off season and getting them ready for whatever is going to be coming with this new NFL season and you know just keeping each other updated and you know life still happens even though everything else with the quarantine and everything was going on you know people are moving babies are being born we got all these things happening so it's like you can't just stop so for us business is definitely um, still going still going I mean there's definitely a totally new reality with it but we're still just making it work for whatever our clients need. Look, man, I, I know your clients are really happy for you. You got to make sure the plug is taken care of. It's just sure. the way it is. <laughs> so, look, talk to me. Um, over the offseason, Shelby, Shelby Harris is one of your clients. He was out there just kind of in free agency. But um, I'm, I'm a part of some of these Denver Broncos fan pages, and they were really excited um, kind of when, when they were able to bring him back in the fold. He gets a new contract. How did you feel or how did it feel to see him finally rewarded after all the hard work he's put in? Yeah, you know, it was kind of weird because there were so many rumors. There was, like, everybody was saying that he wasn't going to come back and that he didn't want to and all of this. And it's like, you know, that's just rumors and people saying that. So it's hard for, you know, me to see all of that negative, you know. Of course, it wasn't all negative, but all of that, you know, gossip just around him. And, um, you know, he was just like, I want to go where I can provide for my family. I want to go where I'm needed and I want to go where I'm going to be used. So, you know, to see him be able to stay in Denver, it, honestly, it happened a lot. And I'm sure everybody can see this. There was a lot of just small contracts once the corona started kicking in. Nobody knew really. We couldn't do physicals in some places. There was just, it, it got really messy. So just offering a one-year contract, which of course, everybody wants a multi-year contract. That's just a fact. So just being able to offer one-year contracts, all things considered with everything with COVID happening, you know, it was just, let's just stay here for one more year. Let's really put our, you know, faith in this team and faith in the defense that he's on and that he knows so well um, and just be able to let him really shine through again. That's what he's good at. He's just good at proving people wrong. So 
um, you know, with his whole path to getting to where he is today, it's, it's been a constant battle for him that he is just crushing it. So, um, you know, it, obviously it wasn't the deal that he wanted. He really did wanted to just get a multi-year deal and do that. But, you know, with all things considered, he was just happy to have the deal done and um, be able to stay in Denver for a year. His family loves Denver. They've got great support out there. So he was like, you know, with everything happening, I think that this is honestly one of the best case scenarios. So let's just you know, go with it. And for me, that was just, I was happy that he was happy. So it was, it was uh, all around. It was for all things considered, it was really good. So I remember during the season, right, one game during the season, he was absolutely crushing it. And you were so geeked on Twitter. I, I saw it, um, the, the tweet thing. And you just kind of um, celebrate when he celebrates. And it, it's just such a big deal. How, how did, when you're watching him on the field and when you're seeing him like wreck shop, how does that like what's the feeling that you get during that time it's um it's funny because Shelby's actually a year older than me um which just it feels funny to me to have that because a lot of my clients are much younger than me um but I always joke that they're like my kids like I get so freaking proud of them and I was actually at his last game my fiance and I were both there and you know, the game was kind of slowing down. It wasn't, they weren't going to make it to the playoffs. We knew. So, I mean, it was still a great game, but we were like, you know what, this will just be a fun one. Like let all the guys go out and, you know, do their thing. And we actually were going to go down on the field afterwards to meet him. And uh, Steph, his wife was sitting just a couple rows over from our sections over from us. And so we were like, well, you know, everybody's about to start heading out. Let's walk over by Steph. And as we did, we just hear the fans erupting and we weren't, we were in the back, you know, walking around the field. I'm like, what is that? And Josh, my fiance, sprinted out onto like the middle of like the aisle. And he was like, it's Shelby, it's Shelby. And we ran out there and, you know, he just absolutely like won the game for them and was going crazy. And we're jumping up and down. And we got to see just like the very end where he just like ran off with the ball. And we were like screaming and Steph was jumping up and down. And, you know, his kids were there and it was awesome. It was just like such a feel good thing. And it's like, I mean, our, like their family. I mean, every client we have is family. They are so much more than just a client. I mean, like I said, even with the engagement and calling them. So being able to have that relationship with them and genuinely feel that pride, not just on a business level of, oh, great, a client is doing well. Like, I'm pretty sure I was crying at one point during that game. Like, it was just so like, I was so proud of him. And obviously you see, I go nuts on Twitter sometimes and same on Instagram. Like I'll post every single highlight video I can find. So I, I'm just beyond proud of him and how much he's pushed through. And he's like jokes that, you know, we're like, we joke that we're like siblings because we like fight sometimes like siblings like I have to just get him to do things and he you know jokes around with it but honest to god it's like it's just like the most proud moments I swear when he just like gets to go off like that I love it I love it you have a um another client Laquan Treadwell he's headed to Atlanta can you give us a sense of of how excited you were when you first heard the news yeah that was a that was an interesting one um I was I'm always excited for my clients with their new contracts, but that one was, you know, really special because, you know, his last year with the Vikings was just kind of rough with letting him go and then bringing him back and that whole situation with his contract with them. And just, you know, obviously how that made him feel emotionally, but um, having him be able to be signed to a team that really, you can just tell like appreciates him and really, you know, values his talent and you know getting that shot to be able and you know it was discouraging when the Vikings thing happened you know you just don't really know okay who's gonna call the next year you know if we're gonna be in this exact same situation and it didn't really go great you know the first year that he got cut and then brought back it, it was scary and so just to I remember I remember actually texting my parents and me my parents and Josh in the group text the four of us and I remember texting in there that 
Laquan got signed and every, all three of them were like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like it was just this feeling of like, you know, God really worked in mysterious ways with that one. And just kept, he, I've never seen anybody with a more positive outlook and like more just grit. Like, I'm just going to keep pushing through this no matter what's happening. Like at the end of the day, God's got me and I'm going to be where exactly where I need to be. And then, you know, with his wife was pregnant and there was all that fun stuff. I mean, she's literally due like this week. So just to have her be able to have peace of mind of, you know, he's going to a great team. They're going to be able to have their baby in Texas and then go to Atlanta. And it was just like with everything going on, it just worked out really perfectly. So um, I think it was a lot more than just like a great contract. There was so much, there were so many more layers to that one. What do you expect? Um, what do you, what do you think Falcons fans should expect to see from him this, this season? Um, I mean, off the field, you're going to get a great guy. And on the field, you're going to get a great guy. I mean, you have somebody that's going to be giving back to your communities. He volunteers with Boys and Girls Club, and he gets involved with all different groups. Um, and then on the field, I mean, you want somebody that's going to help your community too. You know what I mean? If you're bringing somebody in, like that's just really special. So that's something that they'll definitely be getting first and foremost. And second of all, on the field, I mean, if you give that boy the ball, I mean, my God, like he – Whew, he's good. He's so good. So, I mean, honestly, if you just give him his chance and obviously that's exactly what the Falcons are doing, you're going to get somebody that not only wants to win and wants to play every single game, like it's the most important game of the year, but like I said, that really good player off the field and for his community. And he's really special in that way. So you have clients like Shelby's in Denver, Laquan's in Atlanta. Um, you have Michael Thomas now in, in Texas. Um, you have Jordan Howard in Miami. There's so many clients that you have all over the United States. Um, how difficult would you say it is to kind of be able to serve all your clients virtually now? And, and the other question is, has is your business at all been affected by COVID-19? I can like already feel my like family members or whoever listens to this podcast laughing at this question because <laughs> they would say like, it's probably like not difficult at all for me to manage across the country because I'm like very OCD about everything. So like, I honestly feel like I'm in every place every single day somehow. Um, I mean, we have so much technology now with jumping on a zoom meeting or jumping on a call. Like everybody was asking in that sense, how COVID affected my business. And I was like, honestly, like I travel to these you know, obviously games and everything because I want to be there for them. But like, I can very, very, very easily do my job very well from home. I can, you know, make sure everything's done with everything that they need. So it honestly like doesn't affect me at all. I just miss them. I like being able to travel and go and do all of the stuff and see them and see their families and stuff. So um, I would say the biggest part of COVID was, you know, just helping to navigate this new reality. So if they needed workout equipment, if they needed trainers that they were going to be able to work out with while still social distancing and keeping masks on. And, you know, in the beginning, no one really understood. I mean, I still don't think we understand what it is, but at least we have a little bit more guidelines now where we can say, if you wear a mask and you social distance, you should be okay. And in the beginning, it was like, nobody wanted to leave their house. So we were building home gyms and we were trying to figure out that route of, you know, how can we make this work? So it really is just a matter of like adapting. Um, and I think we've done a great job with it. I mean, the girls that helped me out were huge helps and just, you know, brainstorming, you know, how can we adapt to this new world for right now? And then as you know, the NFL season comes and everything else, then we can kind of move forward from there. But at least for now, during this off season, you know, at that point, we knew the workouts weren't going to happen um, in the spring. We were 
hoping for camp this July, but at least at that point, let's focus on workouts at home then. So how do we navigate just this part right now? And again, it's easy for me to be able to do that from home because like I wouldn't have been in front of them anyway, you know, especially with everything going on and them having kids and everything. I wouldn't have been, you know, going in their house or anything. It would have been social distancing anyway. So honestly, it really wasn't much of a difference in that sense. Wow. Look, so you've had, and <laughs> look, I, 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 I don't know. I will see how it goes and we'll see if, if they're laughing at that question or not. I believe they will. Um, because I'm pretty sure that this is based on kind of what you do and kind of the services you provide. I can see how being virtual wouldn't really slow you down. Right. Um, but I know how much, you know, you love being at those places and with your, with your guys. So let me ask you another question about Michael Thomas. Um, like he's now with the, with the Texans, he wins the Ed block coverage award um, for his work with the NFL PA and dream builders foundation. Um, do you get a sense of how much his charity work means to him and why he puts so much work um, or so much effort into his work off the field? Yeah, Michael is definitely, I mean, I've been doing this for a while now and met so many different players and all of them truly have amazing hearts, but Michael is, and I texted him this actually literally like last, maybe last week or two weeks ago because we had an interview and he was talking about, you know, um, all of that, the Ed Block Courage Award and giving back and his um, no excuses line that he made his clothing line and helping back in the Aldine community and all of that. And I texted him after this interview because I was watching him, it was a Zoom meeting and I was watching him and you know, it was more of like a group setting, I would say, where multiple people could ask questions and it was a whole thing like that. And, you know, they're sitting there asking him questions. He's an NFL player. They love it. It's awesome. And he was sitting there taking notes on them while they were introducing themselves and saying, you know, I could, I could, I could think I have questions for you guys. Like, so you do this. What does that look like? And I was like, who does that? Like, mm. he's just so humble. He loves listening to other people. And then on top of it, you've got this guy that just constantly gives back and constantly make sure that everybody else is taken care of and he's just humble is like the perfect word it's like it's very inspiring to watch him in settings like that and it's a reminder of you know how good people are you know and he's just so um he's so like godly in the sense that he's religious and he's faithful and then he uses that to help other people. You know what I mean? He truly believes that that's what he was like put here for. So like, yes, he's an NFL player. He's an athlete. He's done internships with congresswomen and he's done so many, he got his NBA while he was in the NFL. Like he's just done amazing things in general. But when you listen to him speak and you honestly, when you watch him listen to other people speak, you just get to see how much he, like how big his heart is and how much that stuff really means to him. Wow. Wow. What, what should what should his new community expect from him when it, when it's time for him to kind of, you know, find his way into the community? So that's actually his home community. I mean, he was born in Baton Rouge in Louisiana here, but um, he grew up in Houston. So he gets to go home. So that's like he's been giving back to that community for 10 years almost now, I guess, maybe even more, um, you know, just doing camps over the summers and helping the schools. And he did the thing this year with the graduates of the high school there and he's been giving back to that community for so long. So um, that's just, I'm going to keep going, if not get better in any way that we can help. We've, you know, tried to do that with him. Um, 
But same thing, you know, on the field, he's just a beast. He knows exactly what he's doing. He can play so many different positions and play them well. You know, being kind of a veteran in the league and being one of the older guys, he's navigated so many different team situations and even position situations. He's just navigated them with such ease that, you know, whatever they have him do, he's going to do it flawlessly. And I fully believe that. Do you get a sense for how excited he is to go back home? Oh, he's so excited. Actually, it was something we were talking about during that call a couple weeks ago that, you know, he's had some tough times lately. He lost his sister last year and he lost his mom this year. And, you know, those were really hard for him. And when his sister died, he was still in New York and, you know, he got to go home and everything, but then it's like, you turn around and you go right back to New York, you go right back to work and you have to leave your family. And uh, his mom actually passed right after, like during all of the off season. Um, so he was actually got to be home and he was like thinking about it. And he said, you know, getting to be in Houston when something like that happens and being able to not have to leave, you know what I mean? Turn around and go right back to work and leave your family and not be there for them. I mean, and obviously there's so many more good days than bad, but it's just like when those bad days hit, you're able to be there and be supportive. And when all the other good days are there, you're also there and you get to be there for your family and just be a phone call away and down the street and they get to be at your games. And, you know, it's just really important for him um, to be close to them really and be close to the community that he keeps so close to his heart and already is giving back to so much. So I think that this is going to be an amazing thing for him. Wow. Look, um, last time we, we talked, we, we had a lot of talks about, you know, you, the start of your business and, and how you kind of got your foot um, in the door. Um, your business has been growing and expanding, right? And initially, we kind of talked about finding your, your niche or finding your space in the industry. The next phase to be successful is growing. What advice would you give to those who are in the sports business about expanding their brand? And what tools, either tangible or intangible, have you found to be most effective for you? Yeah, definitely. I feel like now that we've found our little corner of the sports world and really started to grow that way in the sense that people kind of understand what we do, because I think I probably mentioned this on the last podcast, my biggest challenge in the beginning was people hear athlete relations and they think public relations and we don't do PR specifically. So um, once we get the chance and the opportunity to explain ourselves and, and get that conversation going and then have our clients speak for us and have our work speak for itself, you know, that was, that was my biggest challenge in the beginning. And it was something that I, you know, considered all different things, renaming, rebranding, you know, whatever I had to do. But um, now it's just a matter of continuing that growth and, you know, really um, relying on the clients that we already have and um, relying on them being happy. You know, we do, we do every single thing, whether it's a dinner reservation or a full-blown vacation event, camp, whatever it is, we treat it with the same amount of um, detail. So just continuing to do that and continuing to network. I mean, honestly, that's the majority of what we've been doing during COVID is just networking because no one's doing, you know, meetings. No one's really as busy. A lot of people were working from home. So for us, it was like, well, let's take advantage of this time when people are a little less busy and what can we get done? Who can we connect with? What doors can we open? What steps can we take? And that's been the biggest thing. I mean, that's where a lot of our growth is coming from is just, you know, pushing through those barriers and pushing through, you know, you can't really use the excuse right now. I'm sorry, too busy to talk. Like no one's too busy, right? I mean, maybe a little bit now, but in the beginning, no one was too busy. We're all sitting at home. So it's like, yeah, you know what? We might as well. So um, just kind of driving that whole point home and, you know, just finding ways to, like I said, get that foot in new doors and, you know, ride that, um, ride that wave all the way through and just making sure that we're not getting too comfortable. I never like to be comfortable. You got to keep pushing those barriers and pushing those boundaries. 
I want to ask um, right before we get into this, these, these quick hitters, I want to ask about Jordan Howard. Um, how excited are you for him? I'm really, really excited for Jordan. I know that that was a brutal, um, you know, end of his Chicago, which I hate personally being from Chicago. I hate that that ended that way, but I, I know that it was hard for him um, to go to the, I know he was very excited about the Eagles and he loved playing there, but I think that exit from Chicago into the Eagles was a little hard. Um, so yeah, I mean, and honestly being able to go from the Eagles to the Dolphins and now we've got two Dolphins clients, which I love. I love when we've got multiple guys on the same team. Um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, I think Jordan's Jordan's work speaks for itself himself. I know that he had his little injury and he felt totally fine afterwards. So it's nothing to be worried about at the end of the season. So I think that this is going to be, you know, just another opportunity for him to just keep proving what a powerhouse he is. I mean, he's one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, you just can't, no, there's nobody that doesn't know Jordan Howard. So it's like, he just gets to have another opportunity to just show everybody exactly who he is and what he's capable of doing. And it's in a fun city. He trains in Miami anyway during the offseason, even when he was in Chicago and Philly. So I think that'll be fun for him to be in a city he's kind of familiar with. And um, it's closer to home. I mean, he's from the South. So being able to have, you know, his mom and his siblings close by, I think that that'll be a really fun experience for him. So a lot of positives for him going to Miami. And I think that their offense will really be able to take advantage of the player that he is and be able to use him in a way that is going to just keep excelling his career into another same thing like Shelby into a multi-year deal, hopefully after this. Were you excited when you found out that they got Tua in the draft? Say that again. Were you excited when you found out that they got Tua um, in the draft? Yeah, I was. I was. I think that that's going to be an awesome compliment to him. I think that that's something that I'm really excited to watch. Um, I mean, obviously, too, is not our client. Would love for him to be. But um, we've been watching a lot of his training videos that have been out and just just for personal reasons, because I like to see how they're going to work together. Because obviously, I know how Jordan works and all of his kind of style. And now to see how Tua is going to be, I think that that's going to be really exciting. I love it. All right. So, look, let's get into it. I, I, I pre-axed. So just so people know, I did pre-ax. I wanted to know if we can get the story of, of the engagement. How, how did it all play out? How did he do it? Um, if we can get that story, that'd be awesome. Yeah, who knew? He's such a romantic. I uh, I was pretty surprised. So it was um, it was my birthday weekend, and my friend was over here, and my parents actually drove over. They just lived in Florida, so not too far, and um, they were here for the weekend. So I didn't really suspect anything because it was my birthday. So I'm like, oh yeah, well I'll do dinner, no big deal. Um, so he told me the week before, he's like, hey, I made dinner reservations for everybody on Wednesday. Or on Wednesday, he told me they were on Saturday. Um, I found this cool restaurant and it'll, it'll be able to fit everybody with all the COVID restrictions. We can get a reservation there. So I was like, wow, you made a dinner reservation. Like that's usually me. I mean, it's literally my job. So I was like, yeah, you know what? That sounds like it could be a fun idea. It was at this cool little place and whatever. So Saturday, everyone, we went out on the boat for a little bit in the morning and then everyone came back to the house. We were getting ready and he came up a couple of minutes early, um, came upstairs and he's like, Hey, um, your present that I made for you, which was, I should have been onto him at that point. He said, I made something for your birthday. Um, but it was too big. It was too big. And I'm like, what is, what are you talking about? Um, uh, it's too big. So I left it down where the restaurant is. So you and I just can go early. I can give it to you and everyone will meet us there in about, and we're just gonna go like 10 minutes early. I'm like, I mean, okay. It's, he also, you have to understand his job. He works offshore fishing for five days a week. And then we're together for the entire week. Like, I'm like, when did you make this? Like, that doesn't, it doesn't make sense. But at the time I didn't even think about any of that. So I was just like, okay, sounds good. I mean, that's kind of my personality anyway. So 
anyway, we drive down and we're going towards, so he's a cattle rancher. So he's got a bunch of like cows and baby cows. I love it in the little pasture that he has. And uh, we start driving towards the restaurant, which is also in that same direction. And uh, that's been our place since day one. It's, it's super, it's in the middle of just nature. There's nothing else around. There's beautiful big trees. And, you know, we go there when we want to just like get out of the city for a little bit, spend the day outside and whatever. So we start going towards the restaurant and we're about to get to the street. You would turn on to get down to the pasture. And he hands me my, uh, my sleeping mask, like that you put for like planes, you know, like a sleeping mask, put this on. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, you can't see the present before we get there. And I'm like, we're not even close. Like, what are you doing? And he, I was like, Daniel, I think at one point I was like, are you going to kill me in this pasture? Well, like, what are you doing? He's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. Like stop being dramatic. Um, so we pull in and obviously I'm still blindfolded. I can't see anything. Um, and he's putting the music louder. So I can't hear him. Like, I know where we are. He's trying to be surprising. And then we get out of the car. And I think at one point he literally had to like carry me because I was like tripping over myself. I had no idea what I was doing. And then when he took the blindfold off, I could feel that he was behind me, but I didn't know what was going on. He took it off and it was just the whole area where like the big tree, oak trees and all of that was totally decorated with like beautiful signs that his sister made for us. And pictures of us and lanterns and candles and lighting. I was like, oh, I think it, it took me so long to like see what was in front of me because there was so much that I never turned around. He was like, hey, Allie, like I'm down here on my knee. So that was kind of like our laugh of the day that I just like <laughs> left him behind me kneeling. And he was like joking that he was kneeling in like cow poo. He wasn't, but that was like the joke that we were laughing. Um, and so then obviously I turned around and he asked and there was a photographer, which was awesome. So we got some really special pictures then. And um we left it was i mean we stayed there for a couple of minutes and just talked and like odd over everything and then we were leaving and you would have gone right to get to the restaurant and left to go back home and i and he turned left and i was like why aren't we going to dinner like i thought that that's where everybody is he was like yeah there's actually a part two to this surprise so we get to uh we get to his sister's house which i was like why are we going to your sister's house right now and he did a whole Chicago meets New Orleans night. So it was like Chicago style hot dog and then shrimp. And it was this whole thing. My parents were there. My cousins flew in. Um, the, his, our nieces were there. His family was there. And I mean, gorgeously decorated. His dad built us this big table that had like all of this, like, it was like this detail, like I've never seen before. I'm like, honestly, this could be my wedding and I would be happy. Like, this is amazing. It was just so thoughtful and so sweet and it was just like such a fun night to be able to celebrate with like all of our closest people and then be able to like facetime everybody afterwards and it was just really fun it was an awesome night and like i was blown away it was just so every detail was perfectly thought out so i have to give you the whole full story because he deserves all the credit in the world wow give us his name he should be right? celebrated he should be hired as an event planner with athlete relations at this he point that was incredible. Family did so much. I mean, his sister decorating her house and everything that she had, and they made my favorite desserts and drinks. And it was like having my family there. It was just really, really special. And every wish that I had for it, you know, I wanted to be able to tell some of our family members together. So he kept it a secret as much as he could. And he just really nailed it. And he did a really, really, really great job. And it was just everything that I could ever imagine a proposal being. And my dream ring. And we joked, actually, I put something on Instagram yesterday. Our first date was on April 5th. And I have a text screenshot from him on April 20th, I think, or something right around there of him saying, I bet I know what ring you'll want when I ask you to bury me. And it was the exact ring that he proposed with. He like nailed it from the beginning. Like we knew from day 
one. So this was just like really special. I am so happy for you. It sounds Thanks. like you got exactly, exactly what you deserve. It, it sounds so awesome. So amazing. That's it. That is incredible. That story Thanks. is incredible. He nailed it. He absolutely yeah, he nailed, nailed it. it. And then he left for the week and didn't have service for five days. And I'm pretty sure I planned the whole wedding in those five days. So it's <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, if, if, if you're listening, man, you should be <laughs> celebrated and you will be celebrated here at MTNV Sports. That's straight up. I love that, it. Love that's it. incredible. That is incredible. All right. Yo, so thank you so much for giving us that story. I truly, truly appreciate it. That's dope, dope. Um, yeah. I, I want to hop into just some quick hitters. Like these are, look, honestly, it seems like that's so climactic that we should just stop there. I think ah, no, it's okay. <laughs> we can do our hitters. It's okay. Let's do these quick hitters. That was so climactic and awesome, but I just do these quick hitters. All right, cool. Here we go. Some quick hitters. Um, first thing comes to your mind. Give me, um, your favorite city to visit. Cause you travel a lot. Give me your favorite city in the United States to visit. I do. Uh, my favorite city for non-work related things would be probably like Vail, like the mountains, anywhere in Colorado. Mm. Uh, but I do love Denver for work. I love going back to LA because I lived there. So I'd say it's probably, of course, Chicago, but I'm biased. So that's different. Um, so I would say it's probably a tie between Denver and LA. I love it. All right. So we got, we got probably the moment that you'll mostly cherish in 2020, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the moment you cherish in 2020. Give us the moment that you wish you wish you could forget in 2020. Oof, that was hard. We, um, it's personal. It's not even a work thing, but we were fostering a dog that we absolutely fell in love with and we were planning on adopting her, adopting her and we had everything worked out. And then there was a situation with the you know, pit, she was a pit. And, and that's something that I've always felt very sensitive about is breed restrictions. Like that should not be a thing. This should be like, there should be obedience training or if that's something that you need proof of. But she, uh, she actually got denied from our living situation and we're in the middle of building a house. So we're actually not, we have no wiggle room on that at all. We can't, we can bring her into the house when it's built, but we can't have her where we are right now. And so she's with another foster family. So that was a really, really low point for us of you know, having to go through that together. And it was actually right before the proposals that I felt so bad for Josh because he was like, she's so upset. Um, but, you know, she's with a great family right now and we're doing everything we can to figure out a way to get her back as soon as the house is done. So it's been a little bit of a struggle, but that's definitely my, uh, my low point so far in 2020, but immediately followed up by a very high point. So I, I'm trying to stay positive with it for sure. Love it. All right, cool. So give me, you're, you're currently, are you in Louisiana now? I am, I'm in New Orleans. Okay, so give me your favorite restaurant in New Orleans and then give me your favorite restaurant outside of the state of Louisiana. Um, so my favorite, my favorite restaurant in New Orleans is called Nola Po'boys. Um, it's the best. Josh has lived here his whole life and he says it's the best po'boy he's ever had. So I don't really have a lot of credibility, but the Hoot at will literally change your life. So I tell everybody that comes here, they have to go there. And the guy that works there, I don't know if he's the owner, he just works behind the counter is fabulous and so fun and i just everything about that restaurant and it's in the quarters you get to see cool things around it i fully stand by the fact that i love that restaurant more than anything in the world um outside of louisiana i gotta go back to chicago and there's so many good ones um i mean deep dish you gotta go lumanati's portillo's hot dogs or the wiener circle another great one plus they're mean to you there which is really fun um, <laughs> Those are always good ones. Uh, Valari Italian is amazing there. Um, Asheval for burgers. Chicago's got the best food in the world. I swear by that. So uh, I can't really pick one, but I'll say the city of Chicago's food in general 
is amazing. And then in Louisiana, you got to go to Nola Po Boys. Bad, bad, bad. I love it. All right, cool. So give me your funniest client. Um, it, like in real life, like, like being who he is as a human being, probably Shelby. Um, he is, he actually found out recently that my legal first name is Kristen, not Allie. And mm. it's been hysterical every time we've talked since he actually like jokingly said that it was a breach of contract because he didn't realize who he was actually signing with and like jokingly <laughs> wanted to end his contract. Of course he didn't. But um, he's, he's hysterical and he messes with you all the time. He messes with Josh. He messes with my mom was on speakerphone when we were telling him about the proposal. He was messing with her. Like he just, he's a goofball. Uh, Josh Woods loves to post funny TikToks and Tay sends me funny videos. So honestly, it's, it's all of them. They're all hysterical. They all, they all got their own little senses of humor and I love it. So it, it's just a, depending on which one you want that day. I love it. Give me, give me your go-to social media site. Like is, is it IG for you, Twitter for you? Um, like what's your, what's your favorite one? Uh, I gotta go, I gotta go Instagram. I, um, I'm very, I like aesthetic. I like designing stuff. I like it to look certain ways, you know, especially on our athlete relations one. My personal one's kind of a mess, but I don't care. Um, I, Twitter for me, I have to do in like little, and I can only digest so much of Twitter at a time because well, first of all, most of the things I follow are sports. So I'm reading the same article from 20 different people with 20 different perspectives. And especially if it has to do with a client and if God forbid it says something bad, I will go off on that person. And like, I definitely should not, it's not the way to handle situations. So I, uh, I monitor how much I ingest with Twitter. I give myself a limit on that one. Um, but Instagram, I love it. I, it, you can do so much. You can do work, you do wedding planning, you do personal stuff. You keep up with your family. Like everybody has an Instagram, not everybody has Twitter and Facebook has just become such a dumpster fire. I don't even like that anymore. So we're going Instagram for sure. Or Pinterest. You can just avoid everything altogether. <laughs> All right. And then give me, I guess, finally, give me the funniest thing you've done or you did during quarantine. So when everybody was like stuffed in the house, right? What was, what was the funniest thing you were doing when you were stuck in the house during quarantine? Uh, most productive would be the move that we did, but funnest was definitely, uh, fostering the dog. She pilot was amazing. She was, uh, the sweetest dog I've ever met. Super cuddly. She made us get up and go on walks and get out of the house. And, um, my, uh, future in-laws actually have two little, uh, dachshunds, little weenie dogs. And the three of them would just play all day and it would get us doing more. So she was definitely our quarantine highlight for sure. Um, I guess technically other than the engagement, because we're still technically on, only phase two so i'm not sure how that yeah, works. yeah no. <laughs> it was definitely our like little light in spite of all this and honestly just getting to be able to work still i mean having those conversations that like i said maybe we wouldn't have been able to do before because everyone's so busy like not a lot of people are super busy right now so just having those opportunities that you know are a silver lining of course like everything that's happening in the world with COVID, it's like you just have to pray for all of that and make sure that you're you know wearing your mask and staying safe and doing all the things that you need to be doing but you know, you still have to stay positive. And I'm such an advocate for mental health because I've gone through so much in my life with it. And, you know, if you stay quarantined and you're just reading the news and you're just seeing all the negative stuff 24 seven and you have nothing else kind of going on, it's, it's consuming, you know? So having the reason to get up every morning and go outside and go on walks and having the dog and being able to work. And I know so many people were not fortunate enough to keep their jobs and it's scary, you know? So just those were, there were so many positives for us that we were able to hold on to. And able to contribute to us helping people that weren't as as uh, lucky as we were and as blessed as we were to keep our jobs and be able to work and all of that so we were able to donate to causes and have our guys be able to volunteer their time or their money or whatever it is 
um, to help those causes, at least we were able to kind of give back with the fact that we were lucky to have ours as well. Yeah, I, th I saw that you were able, you were basically saying that, hey, we're going to stop fees or something like that, and then you're going to donate the money to help people out um, during COVID-19. I thought that was really, really dope. Yeah, we wanted to make sure that we were able to, you know, some people are just a little skeptical at signing on during COVID, and I totally understood that the new client thing was a little hard. Um, so what we did is we just waived all the fees if they wanted to, if they were just looking for someone to help them find places to give back to. Um, so normally, you know, if there was a situation where they were just looking for a one time, you know, if they were going to do an event or something, we would have a fee for that. But if they wanted to do anything to help the communities that are affected by COVID or even any of the Black Lives Matter protests, anything with that, if they want to help their communities, um, or help any of the people getting their voice heard, um, we, we were waving at no fees. So if they just genuinely needed the help and wanted to help people and just didn't know how to get there and didn't know how to do it, we, we just helped for free, which I was more than happy to do because it, it was our way of giving back and being thankful for the fact that we were still able to be working and everything. And obviously our guys felt the same way. Their, their hometowns, their community. I mean, there's not been a single state affected by all of this happening right now. So we wanted to make sure that we were, you know, using our platform to be able to help all the communities, the COVID community, the Black Lives Matter communities, everything that was, is really going on right now. We want to make sure that we're able to do our part in giving back. Look, we truly appreciate you joining us. Can you please tell people where they can find you on Instagram? We'll go with Instagram. And sure. if they want to find you on Twitter, that's cool. But where can they find you and how can they follow you, your story, and your clients? Yeah, if you I mean, if you search Allie Reddick Athlete Relations or even just Athlete Relations, it usually comes up. Um, Instagram is just at Athlete Relations. Twitter is AR Athlete Relations. Relations is um, abbreviated. All of it's on our website at athleterelations.com. Um, and just honestly follow our guys and follow their journeys and everything that they're doing. They're keeping busy in quarantine too. So it's fun to watch them. So we've got them all posted. We post on Instagram multiple times a week with all the stuff they're doing and uh, all the good things that are happening and some of our partners we get to work with. So that's definitely the best place to um, keep up with everything. Look, thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, hey, if you're listening, we love you. We thank you for listening. And we hope that you go and you follow Athlete Relations. Um, very, very awesome post on, on Instagram. It's a good follow. I follow uh, personally, and I'm, I'm you know, always happy with what I get a chance to see. It's the reason I was kind of up to date on knowing what was going on uh, with the engagement. Super happy for Ellie. And I'm hopeful, hopeful for all her clients. I pray that they have an amazing 2020. All right, y'all. We'll talk. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll talk to y'all later. God bless. Yo, what's good? It's your boy CJ King. Look, and I'm rocking with the homie Rick Sincere. I'm going to need y'all to keep it locked right here on MTMV Sports.